must listen carefully. Then all their files and records are in this memory bank here, right? Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Modern Thinking Group Podcast. I'm your host, Briar. I'm joined by my two beautiful co-hosts, Jamel and Dalton. Hello. Hey, what's up? I, I switched your names around. You did. You know what I'm really proud of? You didn't say crow host. Crow I host. didn't say crow host. <laughs> Every time I think of that, I just think of a crow inviting people over to his house. <laughs> welcome to my humble abode. Crow, come on in. <laughs> you know? Oh, gosh. Speaking of crows, I can't wait for Game of Thrones. That's a whole different Speaking episode. Speaking of Game of Thrones, hey, it's Conspiracy Month. Hey. Ah, uh, we're so pumped. Boy. Yeah. Man, if do only I, you knew. If I, Do I have some conspiracy theories for both of you today? I'm ready. So. I don't know if I am ready. I don't think you are. I don't think I am. I like your confidence that you're not ready. It's mm. usually how conspiracy theories start. You're never ready, and then they hit you out of nowhere. And then you're hooked. Tin foil every, hats and everything. Every time. Hey, Brenda, can you pass the paperwork? Oh, did you know the Earth's flat? <laughs> You're like, what? So, as many of you know, and as you two lovelies know, uh, your boy is an alien baby. Ooh. Yes. Because I was born in Roswell, 1994. Uh, we're going to need a birth certificate. Uh, about that. Mm. I hatched. Nice. They didn't have them. But <laughs> one of the cool things, I wanted to do Roswell. The UFO crash in 1947. Classic. Classic. That is a a very... I mean, it's been like referenced so many times in pop culture, like movies. I mean, aliens, everybody's like aliens. I mean, they did a whole show on Discovery about aliens. And so I really, really... Yeah, Dalton, (laughs) for those who can't see, Dalton did the hand gesture. (laughs) Aliens. Aliens. But um, it's... It's super cool to me because I literally grew, I was born into that culture. Uh, granted, I don't stick with it, but I was, I was when I was doing the research and just touching up on everything for this, I, um, I saw an old photo of the UFO cookies that we used to get all the time when I lived in Roswell. You got UFO cookies? Yeah. Like they had special, like Roswell's all about it. Like the whole town is littered with alien stuff. So they were laced. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, fun fact, we have a box of them unopened from like 1996. Oh, don't open a, them. Well, yeah, obviously they're bad. <laughs> it doesn't matter because that's gonna, they're actually going to schedule to hatch 2026. Boom. World's over. That's what it is. That's how it's going to happen. But no, uh, what's cool about the box, the reason why it's unopened, there's a misprint. Oh. So it almost, it's turned into a collector's item. Nice. So little do you guys know, I'm a millionaire. Oh. Hmm, I wonder how many of those surfaced around. Bow. I find one tomorrow at the thrift store. (laughs) Destroy it. Now bow to me, peasants. (laughs) Good thing I got another one. This, uh, the three topics I'm going to do, and they're all going to, I'm going to tie them all together. We've got the Roswell crash landing, um, Area 51 conspiracy, because they kind of just go hand in hand. And then I want to talk about the reptilian race. And which is all new to me, which is weird because we we, we kind of discussed a little bit about what we, what we was going to talk about. And that specific topic was brought up twice in one week for me. I'm just like, weird. Before we even touched on it, because I sent out a group me and said, all right, guys, I finalized it. This, this, and this. And you replied, 
why is everybody talking about the reptilian race? Because <laughs> that was you heard it at that Super Bowl party. Yeah, right? that was the first time. Well, I mean, I don't think there was the first time, but it's like, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. What is that? Like, I've never really heard of it. I know, I know it's a thing, but I've really never heard of it. And that's one thing too that's been referenced by pop culture, like Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, um, they had that whole episode where those aliens, um, they were shapeshifters. And basically, like Rick was the only one that knew, and he shoots, he shoots, oh my Ms. gosh, uh, Mister Poopy Butthole, uh, and, he, and kills him. No, 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 it wasn't Rick. It was uh, his daughter. Um, what's her name? I thought he shot Mister Poopy mm-hmm. Butthole. No, it was the, it was his daughter. What is her? Yeah, name? Yeah, because everybody else thought they were real. Maybe so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was whoever his daughter. I just remember Mister Poopy Butthole dying. Yeah. Fun fact: I think that was the only episode he ever appeared in. Nope. Nope. Okay, I'm dumb. Mm. I don't know anything about... You uncultured <laughs> swine. I don't know anything about Rick and Morty, but I do know things about uh, Roswell Crash Landing, so well, let's dive into that a little bit. Die. Please do. I'm here let's are... crash into that. Boo. Yeah, boo that man. <laughs> here are the quote-unquote facts right now about Roswell. So, it happened in 1947. Um, the Air Force came out and said that it was an air balloon crash. So they were testing it. Conveniently, the air balloon looked like a flying saucer. Hmm. Weird, right? Weird. Um, in parentheses, it says aliens were observed in 1994 and was later dismissed as another balloon for scientific research. I, uh, that's pretty significant for me because I was born in 1994. So, Were you one of those research babies? I could have been. Um, could have been. I was doing some research on. Um, it's just a thing that's not flash. It's not like a scary. It's the winds picking up. J- Jamel, come back. Jamel, come don't back. leave. I promise you, it's just that screen door not latched. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's fun. I was just watching the door. They could be watching us. What I thought was really interesting, going back to the flying saucers, um, the first sighting, what what I looked up on the internet anyways, was back in Egypt, like 1440 BC. I know. And it was like a fiery, what what blew my mind was that everything was always the same. Uh, Flying saucer, some were fiery, some were like metal looking, but everything was very much correlated and related. Like, okay, that's kind of weird. What's crazy too is... This the whole the whole idea and the conspiracy conspiracy theory behind aliens has picked up so much momentum. Oh yeah! Like because the more the better the technology gets to analyze the history and everything like that, the more weird stuff that keeps popping up. That's what I was gonna say. Do you think it's because not only can like not only can technology look at things and see things that we previously couldn't. But do you think also just how fast technology is advancing? It's like, hang on a second. That's always <laughs> been my big thing, too. Because I was talking to my dad about it. And he always joked that I was an alien baby and all that stuff. They also joked that they picked me up on a church doorstep and they should have just left me. <laughs> so they don't claim me or anything like that. But who would? My dad brought up the fact like, so technology has excelled rapidly in the last 20 years. So when do you think it really peaked? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so we're you and me, Jamel, we're 24. Right. That's about when technology kicked off and started booming. 
if you about 1998 you can see like the development of the cell phone within like three years that thing was in your pocket right not to mention the parts that go into cell phones like the capacitors Mm -hmm. and the the advancement in microchips like things that I mean, you can narrow it down to like a five-year window when a regular computer processor got shrunk down to a microchip. Yeah. Like, that is, that to me is weird. Well, it see, is I weird. Would, I would argue that it, it didn't start then. It started literally after the 1947 incident. Because if you think about it, you know, we just got back from World War II, still adjusting to everything. Then that crash happened, right? Mm-hmm. Then three years later, the 50s happened. Right. Think about how much advancements happened in the 50s. Yeah. Just think how much change. So it, it's crazy because if you go back and you re- research all the propaganda, the government came out and said, no, like, like, here's what it is. It was an altitude balloon that we were doing for scientific research. This was that in the, the 1994 incident because <laughs> there was two incidents that people don't remember. Everybody remembers the crash, but they crash, but they associate it with the 1994 incident. Mm-hmm. But the crash actually happened on somebody's ranch. Mm-hmm. And they have a testimony of the guy who was first there on the scene. And he's the one who called the authorities. And I guarantee you, they got to him and was like, listen, you can't say anything about this. Because if you do, you're gone. Your family's gone. Everything's gone. Like, it's wild. And from the government standpoint, I can agree with it just because the public fear like dropping that nugget of knowledge on everybody is like it's pretty wild like if especially then oh dude absolutely because yeah there has been science fiction but all of a sudden oh surprise aliens <laughs> i just right. picture the scene from back to the future where marty goes back in time or goes back in time and like he shows up on that ranch yeah that little kid's like it's it's alien yeah. <laughs> i just picture that happening what's crazy about it is Obviously, the pop culture around it. So, to give you a little backstory about Roswell, like I said, the alien culture in Roswell is huge. I mean, downtown Roswell, all the street lights are alien heads. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, like all the street lamps are the big little tiered upside down raindrop. So, they literally just head. embraced it then. Yeah, they totally embraced it. And I think a big reason why is because in 1995, there was a huge, huge, huge protest going on saying that the government was lying to us and that this really happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're talking like maybe not MLK protests and all that stuff, but like a big protest in, um, I think it was just north of Roswell in 1995. This was after the second incident. Like, it seems like they covered up the first incident really well. And then the second incident happened and they were like, uh-oh. And what's really weird about the second incident, the one in 1994, mm-hmm. the balloon was shaped also like a saucer, but it had a bunch of metal on it. And if you go back and you research the photos, they it doesn't look like it was a balloon at all. Right. But they were like, no, this is some advanced high altitude balloon that we're testing. It's weird. It's really weird. So my thing with that is... We would honestly, it doesn't matter what you believe, it's almost dumb to say that there isn't a possibility of life outside Earth. Oh, yeah. 
because of the sheer size of the universe. Like well, statistics alone. Yes. Right. I mean, well, what blows my mind about that is like, it's like we're looking behind in time. Honestly, when we look at stars and stuff, all that light, that planet, that star is probably dead that we're looking at, but it's just taking so long to get here that we're just still seeing the light for the flight, like, you know, as we live and eventually it goes out. Cause there's, that's a whole nother topic about physics and astrophysics. But yeah, I, there, I have, no doubt that there is alien life out there now is it kind of like sci-fi what we see on movies and probably not i don't think so i think it's definitely like a humanoid type of creature that's very similar to us right that makes me think so when do you guys think or where do you think the big iconic alien head came from like when did that first that image first surface? Like, where did that idea come from? I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, oh, back to real quick. I just want to note. So the probe, the space probe that the government said happened, the one that crashed in 1994, it was called the Viking. It was the Viking space probe. Um, so that's a little bit of actual quote unquote facts. No, those those are but true. Like that's true. That I'm showing them a picture right now. Hmm. Like that's what it looked like. And they claimed it as a flying saucer slash high How big was balloon. it? Uh, I would imagine it was decent size. What Viking yeah. was it? Which number were they claiming? Uh, the first one, maybe? I don't know. It just says it's called Viking. Um, one of the really cool things, I think this is where the alien head thing stem, stemmed from. Um, so in 1947, um, there, uh, there was a model actually recreated from the crash of this humanoid body that now lives in the science of aliens exhibit in um in tokyo which is really wild like it's looks like a human and everything but somebody actually created a model i guess based on public reports that's the only thing i can think of because how can somebody create something like that you know, I mean, granted, yeah, it's science fiction. Anybody can create anything, but still, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where um, you just, I don't know. Like, where does that come from? Why is that Why is that ingrained in us, in a way? Because this stuff, aliens date back, like you were saying, Dalton. 1440 BC. Way back. Um, and to the point where Discovery, I mean, granted, we all make fun of the guy on the ancient aliens show but ancient aliens does a really good job showing some of the facts oh yeah and the unexplained mysteries of the aliens like i remember catching an episode and it's saying like the hieroglyphics in the tombs were actually the language that they the aliens left upon us and that they were the ones who helped build the pyramids and they built them in that order for a reason Hmm. almost like transmitters I've heard that before. Well, okay, yeah, I think I've, I've heard that too. I haven't been to the pyramids in Egypt, but I've been to Chichen Itza, the Mayan city. Mm-hmm. It's it for them to say they built all that by hand. I'm like, that's that's hard to believe because that that thing is huge. It really that is. temple is huge. Like it's probably as big as like a three to four story building, and it's all stone, and. Just like what they talk about, what they knew. And that's another thing, too, about the 2012, the mind calendar and everything. And Yeah, that's the thing. So why is it that all the, the, the Mayans, the Aztecs, 
the Egyptians, why are they so closely with closely encountered with alien language and hieroglyphics and stuff like that? Do you want to take the theoretical? I, I want to take a, a logical approach. You want to take a theoretical approach? Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your theoretical approach to it? My logical? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll take theoretical. Don't so tell me, your... just show me. Don't show me, just tell me. Yeah, I'll take theoretical so for three points. I, I just, when you said that, I kind of just, it made me think of something. Um, I think we, as a society today, look bad and down on old technology. We think, oh, that's outdated. There's no way they'd be able to recognize that or realize that. But you got to understand, like electricity was invented in the 1800s gunpowder bombs explosives um even cell phones cell phones like you, you mentioned about the 90s and cell phones were back around in the 70s 60s right right yeah so right. I, I think reason why we can look at the egyptians and mayans and the aztecs and kind of look at it as almost like as like oh wow they knew so much um they did know a lot i don't think it's from a supernatural standpoint i think it's more or less that they just they studied a lot they studied the stars kind of like what we do today and they made up their own system of it because we just think, oh, well, that's old technology. It wasn't as good. It, it must be some type of something special going on. But no, they were very smart. They, they knew they paid attention. Well, it's just like the, the, 2012, the 2012 thing. People thought, well, the, the calendar ran out. So the world's, world's going to end. And they were like, well, crap. That was wild, too. <laughs> and, and realistically, they were like, man, we were like 20, we were like 2,000 years in the future. Let's just take a break and see what happens from there. You know? Right, yeah. So my theory, yeah, my theoretical theory behind it is um, I think aliens have always been around, but I believe aliens were a dying race. So they were the last of their kind. They found substantial life, Earth, because it, it was enough to where our ancestors were. We were functional. Mm-hmm. We weren't great, but we were functional. Um, but they saw us and were like, okay, we don't have a way to communicate with these people, but we need to share as much knowledge with them because they're dying. It's almost as if like... Kind of like a compassion thing. Yeah, it's almost like, okay, our race is dying out. Here, we'll even inject our DNA into your kind to just kind of help spread the advancement of their species, which I'm going to tie back into like with people who are blue eyed and later on the reptilian race. But, um, they, it was almost like they were wanting to, that was like their final, this is our last shot to maintain what we know as a society and in a, in a race. And we're just going to instill it onto these neanderthals and hope for the best and so they've left these ancient writings they've left these clues and stuff like that just to kind of help and then in 1947 the ufo crashed and what's really interesting about that and where i'm tying this into area 51 so 1947 the ufo crashed we talked about that so in 1951 the Air Force, or no, I'm sorry, 1959, the Air Force established Area 51. Originally, it was unaccounted for. Nobody knew about it. It was high level, 
classification. They're like, look, nobody needs to know about this place. If you go back in history, what always blew me away, um, uh, um, in 2003, the government actually finally came out and said, hey, Area 51 existed this whole time. For And now currently it says that they've shut it down, but honestly, I don't believe that either. So why do you think they came out to the public saying that it's... Well, this was whenever they were dealing with all the privacy stuff. Mm -hmm. The government, that's when Snowden came in and said, hey, the government's been spying on you this entire time. And other, was that 2003? Was it 2003? No, this this happened in 2013. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was very close to that. I yeah. think I think Snowden stuff happened before that, a little bit before Man, that. Man, what American hero. Right. I love Snowden. But um, the according to this website... Britannica, whatever. I don't know. I can't say it. Words are hard. Um, it says, in 2003, the U.S. government officially acknowledged the existence of Area 51. That year, the National Security Archive at the George Washington University obtained obtained through the Freedom of Information Acts a former formerly classified CIA document that chronicled the history of the U-2 spy plane. And so that is what's very interesting to me because... Dalton, you're the history guy. You remember when the first spy plane came out? Or what's the what's the the spy plane we got now? Are you talking about that self bomber thing? No, there's that one spy plane. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh, the Nighthawk. Oh yeah. So we've had the United States have had the Nighthawk for several years. I mean, we're talking um, back in what the Cold War era. I was around Vietnam, I think it's when Vietnam, and I may be completely wrong because that I I'm a big WW two and uh, fanatic, but see I don't know anything about that, history, like, so this is all outside my element. Well, see, I was reading about that bomber that was developed in Area Fifty One, and it's such it for the time it was super super advanced, and that's what's crazy about it. So to this day, there's not any official record of anybody being able to develop a self bomber like that. Other than the United States. Yeah. Very shortly after the, the crash of 1947. I've seen a self-bomber fly. Um, <clears throat> so this is kind of a little fun thing. Um, you guys remember a few, uh, about a year ago now, that the eclipse that happened over America? Well, I was off work. I drove five or six hours up north to actually see it with a few friends of mine. And right before it happened, the stealth bomber fl flew over us. Dude, that'd be and it was, wild. It was so weird. Like that, that was the weirdest sound, weirdest experience, and weirdest feeling I've ever felt. That was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I'll never forget the way that eclipse looked. What's crazy, so to kind of bring back some of the history on it too. So according to this report that came out in 1955, the remote site, which was an airfield that hadn't been used by the military since World War II, was selected to test the first stealth bomber, which was the U-2. The stealth bomber um, test flights, or let me read this. It says test flights of that um, spy plane and subsequent aircraft accounted for many of the UFO sightings in the area. So uh, that's where I think a lot of people can easily dismiss the whole UFO thing because they do have record where people were thinking it was UFO, but it was just this advancement in planes. Um but what's crazy about it, after the U-2 was put into, the U-2 first spy plane was put into service in 1956. 
That is nine years after the crash. Yeah. That's wild to me. Area 51 was used to develop the other aircrafts, including the A-12, also known as Alex Cart, into Renaissance plane, and the stealth fighter, the F-117 Nighthawk. So Also that one right there, Northrop B-2 Spirit. That's the one I saw. So that's the thing. And you can go back in history too. Like during that age and during that era, nobody was even close to having technology like that. And then how all, because I mean, we always go back to like German engineering, some of the smartest engineers in the world. Oh yeah. Developing some of the best products in the world. Like how out of nowhere does the U S just be like, surprise, I got a plane that you can't track. <laughs> you know what? Jokes on you, losers. Take that, Hitler. I was Dude. a after Hitler, but still. Dude, that's another thing too. Like um, Nazis had crazy technology. We're so lucky they didn't get like, like the, in terms of the atomic bomb race. It's like neck and neck. How about you uh, stick to your podcast, sir? Well, no, I was going. I'm going. <laughs> Quit intruding onto my episode well, with your gonna, episode. I was going to add something to yours, but I can't remember it now. Okay, good. That's fine because I got to move on anyway. So, fun fact number two or three or four. I've said fun fact a lot. Um, my uncle actually did security on Area 51, and that's when I became a believer in it. So, he would never tell my dad any information. He would just be like, "Hey." what are you doing? My dad's like, why are you calling me right now? He's like, Oh, I'm on base. I'm on patrol at area 51 before it came out publicly because my uncle used to be a sheriff and then he worked, he was in the military and then that's how he got on doing patrol for area 51. And my uncle said, my uncle, my dad distinctly remembers hearing this from him. He said, honestly, if I could tell if I told you, you wouldn't believe me what's going on here. And it was so secretive at the time they used to, cause it was in the area 51 was located in, um, Oh gosh, I have it in my notes. Hang on. in groom Lake, um, Nevada. And they would take a plane. They would land in Vegas, change all their clothes, jump on an unmarked plane at some random airfield, fly out to the air force base where area 51 was at do their patrol fly back so, was it like outside perimeter my well he did a lot of outside perimeter but he also did some inside stuff too yeah i never heard those stories or anything like that i don't even think my dad i don't think he really even told my dad almost to i don't know if it was to pr- protect him protect himself it would be to protect himself what are you talking about the minute he would have said anything because you got to realize i guarantee you because what is it? The government every every fifth phone call is recorded, and that's, that's wild. and that's current today. And that, I've talked to several FBI agents, and they they will sit there and they'll tell you your phone calls, every fifth of your phone calls, or it was it was some number is being recorded. And then if you say a certain word, you know, say yeah, they have trigger words. If you have it, yeah, if you say that trigger word, it's instantly recorded. So they have archives and archives and archives of people's conversations. So you know that the minute he started dialing that phone, boom, they was listening in. Right. That's what's nuts. The fact that he could even call because he was calling from a cell phone. 
And this had to have been back in the eighties, if I remember right, because that we were still in Roswell. Um, it's just it's. I used to say it all the time because I thought I was cool as a kid. I'd be like, "Yeah, Area Fifty One's real." This was before it came out public, but people were like, "No, no way!" I said, "Oh yeah, my uncle worked there." I bet people that you were lying. Yeah, I, I lying through my teeth half Boy. the time. Um, I don't know, man. I think. Honestly, time-wise or timeline-wise, I think the crash was towards the end of everything. Like whatever happened on that day, and then in night, and with all the advancement in technology, I think that was the end of the era. Because I want to, I'm going to tie this back into I always said mentioned earlier in the podcast, the reptilian race. So for those who don't know, <clears throat> there's a conspiracy theory that's been well known um about the these humanoid shape-shifting creatures called the reptilian elite or the reptilian race <clears throat> so what they are um they are blood drink blood drinking flesh eating shape-shifting extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids that have one objective and that's to enslave the human race so this theory came from and was popularized by David Icke. And he actually wrote a book called The Guide to the Global Conspiracy. And conspiracy theorists have claimed that um, this reptilian race is behind. Um, they live among us, basically. Like, we don't know who they are. Like, Dalton, you could be a reptilian I wouldn't even know. Well, according to that quiz you had us take, I most definitely am not. Fun right. fact, <laughs> if you Google reptilian um, reptilian quiz, you can actually take a quiz and it, it will give you a percentage on based on how likely you are to be a reptilian. And I'll tell you what they did. They took out the word reptilian. Or they, they just replaced the uh, sociopath with reptilian because I swear that's a sociopath test. <laughs> well, we're not going to discuss our results then, Dalton. I'm just well, I would assume yours is cl- closer to the 100 percentile. You would be assuming information. <laughs> I wake yes. up. I wake up one morning. You're sitting there like, I'm hungry. Can't be any worse than last night. And I opened my door. Oh, that was the greatest birthday present you ever got, sir. That's true. Um, no. Wait. Okay. So, what was your results? Didn't you get like a 12 percent Dalton? I think I got 13 or 14. 13. Okay. And Jamel, yours was like 33. So I got a 67%. Like, like 60, like to be a reptilian. So I'm apparently 13%. So you're fine. Yeah. I'm definitely a human. But it goes back to my original theory when I said that I feel like aliens have come in, infiltrated our society. They had the technology to where they could shape shift. They injected us into their DNA because you can trace back the genetic mutation for blue eyes back to a specific date of when it happened. That's wild to me. Before that, nobody with blue eyes existed in the human race. No, it's a, it's a, it's a mutation. It's crazy. And it's been like prominent now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly in white people, Caucasians. That's nuts. It's interesting. Well, like I was telling you guys before we started about the, um, the lactose like right we were like most it was like two or three thousand years ago most humans could not break down lactose 
uh, meaning that you know after a certain age, or we'd only drink from the mo the mother's milk. Um, I guess, from my understanding with it, Caucasians drink from cow's milk because that's based off the region they grew up. That's all they could drink, and so over and over and over um, exposure to drinking that cause that region of people to develop the enzyme that breaks down lactose. That's why if you look at like Native Americans, Asians, uh, African Americans, they didn't do this two or 3,000 years ago. They didn't drink cow's milk. So that's why a lot of people that are not Caucasian are lactose intolerant. See, that's can, a logical standpoint about it. I was going to say, can you imagine being in that village and all of a sudden you just see some guy sucking on a I, cow's udder? I know. And you're like, oh, Damn it, Billy's at it again. Something on a cow's udder. <laughs> that crazy then, guy. Maybe he's, he's on like, to no, something. No, try it. Come on, try it. He's like peer pressuring all his friends. Like, yeah, slam it back. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that blows on my. That's another thing too. Uh, like going back to like diseases and stuff like that. There's certain races that are more prominent to get certain diseases just based off what they are. So uh, is it is it is it genetic mutation or is it alien DNA? Either or, I don't it'd, know. it'd be the same. If, I don't know. if there was another form of DNA that was introduced, you're still mutating your current genes. So it's it's a mutation regardless. Right. The question is, like, is how does alien the mutation with, happen? Right. So one, okay, let's, we'll reel it back in a little bit and speaking specifically about the reptilian race. So this is what kind of blew my mind when I was doing the research on the reptilian race. Um, it dates back all the way through Chinese mythology. And then you have Islamic, Sumerian, um, even biblical. Like there's different, there's different nods to the reptilian race going that far back. So like in Chinese mythology, there, um, there exists a special reverence for reptilian creatures. Like you have the dragon King who symbolized power of the four elemental corners, shape shifting into humans at will. Then you have the dragon balls, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to. He just had to go there, didn't he? Oh, you, you love that Dragon Ball Z reference, and you know it. <laughs> and what's interesting? So, according to this uh, article by Gaia, um, it says there are also claims that the snake from Genesis was in fact a reptilian being who convinced Eve to break her oath with God by tasting the forbidden fruit of knowledge. Mm, gotcha. So, oh, that's a. Um, have you heard the theory about Mars was actually just like Earth? Yeah, but we destroyed it. Yeah, based off the way we lived. So what? And then, an Ash, then Adam and Eve were put in the pod, sent to Earth. That pod crashed into Earth, and that's what killed out all the dinosaurs, thus bringing Adam and Eve. That's wild. You ever heard of that? Yeah, you were telling me. Well, I heard about it because you told me about it, but I hadn't heard about it. That's insane. Point. Um, so here are some of the physical characteristics of the supposable reptilian race. Um, uh, they, um, were rumored, quote unquote, um, standing anywhere from six to eight feet tall. They had, their features were the most recognizable. Like they had a snake like head, skin, and eyes. That's where a lot of the um, the blue eyed thing comes from mm -hmm. because it was so different. And like, could you imagine being that first person to, like, you give birth to a child and it comes out with blue eyes? 
That's crazy. That's weird to think about. Well, it's crazy what mankind does in ignorance, what they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they see somebody that's different, they assume that they're bad. That is weird. That's it's like a it's it kind of goes back to a herd mentality. So what's cool about this too, and kind of interesting, is there are people who are um, have given eyewitness reports on the reptilians. Um, some and this says abductees report a variety of skin colors ranging from brown to green, red, and sometimes white. Well, Caucasians. Mm-hmm. These colors and the presence of wings are said to significantly rank amongst the reptilians and the white skin being viewed as the elite class. Every president other than Barack Obama. Right. So then, hmm, interesting. And every presidency is sworn into secrecy. So what secrecy are they holding so it, this, I'll go. I'll continue reading that. So it says their webs, their webbed hams have hams, their webbed hams serve a great dish on Thanksgiving. Their webbed hands <laughs> have three fingers, <laughs> tipped with long, sharp talons, and they are often seen wearing armor or cloaks. Some of the Uctis report scratches and bruises after the encounter. Reptilians are fourth and fifth. Um, the density. of of regular human beings. So how would you even get away? Maybe they wanted us to get away. Maybe that's where all the abduction stories come from. People but getting for what? And probed and DNA injected. Why would they? Because their mm, whole point is to overthrow and right. The human so race. they abduct them. They do their DNA and let them go. Yep. So then they can control them. Cancer. It's not. It probably wouldn't even be. Con, it wouldn't even control. It'd just be like. It'd be more like a a, a vessel. More thing. Hmm. So it most likely it'd be like. For females, they'd be the vessel for their spawn, and then they just now they have a hybrid. It's just like the movie Alien. Or, no, what's that movie where they inject the, the aliens inject. Like the aliens have sex with the people, and then the birth baby they give birth to the baby, but it's another alien species. I think, I think it's so. I think so. Yeah. So these abductees were they mostly men, women? Do uh, we know? I don't know. I don't think it's listed. But it's just it's 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 interesting. And granted, there's a bunch of theories that there's multiple alien races, like not just the reptilians, but the reptilians has become the one that people latch onto the most. It's the most, yeah. And can you imagine growing up in an era before the access to information that we have now having to like having worldwide or news articles and news media report that at that point you have no way to fact check right anything. You just take their word for it. I and that think, still happens today. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think now the general public has better better tools, and they have um, better access to actually go back and fact check. But back then, we'll say in the forties and the fifties, you had a newspaper to basically read. And so my thought to you guys is, what do you think? What do you think causes this? 
when it comes to conspiracy theories. I'm asking the audience because we're running low on time. But uh, I'm really curious. So do you think that the aliens really happened and that the advancement of technology shouldn't have advanced as fast as it did? Or do you think it was one person publishing a newspaper article to a bunch of people who were ignorant and didn't have access to information and then that's what set this whole thing on fire? I'm very curious. So, anyway. So make sure you comment. Comment. Like. Let us know. We're doing three of these episodes. Yep. Lovelies. We're, we're excited. We're super excited. Super excited. So, Guess thank you for listening. Next. If you didn't like this episode, it's over. That's fine. Check out Dalton's episode coming out next week. Which mine, I'm super excited about. Kind of, we kind of hinted throughout the whole podcast, which we'll do the same with Jamel. Uh, it will be about Nazis... And their escape to My Argentina after World War Two. Your other half. How many mm. halves do you have? What do you mean? Well, I guess technically. Never mind. That was a dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dumb. He's a half blood prince, bro. I is took there... two shots of vodka before this. Or half black prince, I should say. The is half that, black prince. Is that what your yes. Instagram handle is? HBP, half black prince. HBP. Don't you get that from sex? No. <laughs> HPV? Oh. No. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, uh, also... Um, Thank you so much for the Facebook feedback. We really appreciate it. Yep. We um, say it a lot, but we absolutely love it. Um, you guys are phenomenal. Just for the month of February, we're already over 400 listens for the month. And that is huge. And that's like, insane. That's only 380 of ours. Right. <laughs> that's only me hitting the refresh button 350 yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> that was real. So, Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. We hope you like the series. Um, if there's anything you want us to do differently before the next episode, please let us know. Yes, um, for sure. Also, if there's another series or like another topical podcast you'd like to see in the future, like we talk about, I don't know, food, travel. Other topical things, movies, video games. Let us know. We can do that too. Aliens. Yes. We'll do it all. We could, yeah, we could go. Like, this is the thing about conspiracy theories. You can go days and days and days. I feel like you guys all know your secret, my secret, and now you have to die. What secret is that? I know nothing. All right. That was the right answer, James. I know everything. Wrong answer first. Time to die. Be serious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.